Christine. <gasps> Yay. Yay. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. You are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. Awesome. Yes. And today is a very special day. Because my guest next to me drove all the way from Albany to come on the show. That's right. How far is the Albany? Capital from? district, like two and a half hours. Oh, all right. I so thought it was a little bit further than that. So mm. I feel a little less bad that you had to drive that. that <laughs> it's far. only 155 miles or something like oh, that. Oh, so okay. Not, not horrible. Well, you know so. that that anybody that lives in the city. There, everybody, like even if you were in like Yorktown, you're like upstate. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's, Twenty minute drive. Like, right. That was my childhood. Like yes. we're going, we're going far. It was like thirty minutes. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you're not like you know, and and God forbid there isn't like a, a rest that there's something right there. You know, us city people are just we're we're spoiled like that. It is um, different. Yeah, we're definitely spoiled like that. So let's introduce you to all of our listeners. Although I think you probably know a lot of our listeners as well. Um, I do. Yeah. So I'm originally from New Rochelle. Well, so tell everybody your, your this name. This is, oh, I'm, I'm Dr. Paul E. Calarco Jr. Dr. Paul, like kind of like Dr. Phil, not, but I'm not a, <laughs> um, I'm a sociologist, not a psychologist. And so, I don't think Dr. Phil is a psychologist yeah, either, though, he might to not be, be honest. A real one. I don't think um, so. But I, I think, think he just plays one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but I'm a professor. Yeah, I'm a professor of sociology, and that's kind of like my main gig. And then on, I'm kind of like Miami Mike on the weekends. So <laughs> professor by day, DJ by night. So professional corporate wedding DJ and um, recent published poet. So I just... well, you definitely got the voice. <laughs> you got the voice. I can yeah. see like if you're doing your uh, uh, you know DJing and I guess you MC and everything as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's all about the announcements. Yeah, and, no, absolutely. And welcoming and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge that's a huge thing. I know a lot of there are a lot of people that like to play music. But they don't want to be on the mic. Exactly. You know, like they like to, you know, just just spin. Mm-hmm. And it's really an art form to welcome people, to keep them with you. Right. You know, um, and, uh, and, and, and so forth. So it, it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's an interesting point. Like people always ask me, do you do it all yourself or do you have two people? Right. And I think that's kind of the idea. Like sometimes it's a DJ and an MC. And so, yeah, I, I've done it all and do it all for 20 years now, which is kind of wild. Wow. Um, yeah, as long as I've kind of been in the, in the academy, the teaching part of things at, at the collegiate level, um, I've been spinning music. And it was spinning music before that, too, but professionally spinning music for 20 years. But you now. look very young. How old are you? 44. 44. So, okay. Yeah, you are. You're still a youngin'. Still, You're yeah. Still, youngin'. still working there, uh, inching my way to retirement. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, lot of work to do, a lot of, you know, a lot of things to kind of to kind of get out and that was kind of like the thing with with uh with my book too is like just another part of me that I wanted to express and mm-hmm. I think that's what we do right like you know our our expressions and what we what we do as as individuals to kind of you know be the change you want in the world and I think that's kind of uh you know to quote the Dalai Lama 
Yeah, I guess, you know, like, I think somebody had said to me once, um, like, if you died tomorrow, like, would you make an impact on the world? Mm. You know, um, like, would would anybody miss you? You know, and, and obviously that's a stupid, of course, you know, people will miss you. You have loved ones and family. But meaning, like, you know, what did you add to society? What did you add to the world, you know? Yeah, I, I, I that was last week where someone someone said something like that, like, you know, what what do you want to leave you know right. are you thinking about that and most people aren't thinking about that you right. know i try to do that with my students legacy, to have them right? right think about like are they thinking a week ahead of you know and, and in right. a year out and and so yeah i think i think as we do or most some people do and some people don't think about like well what are we leaving right what are we going to leave behind right. the legacy, legacy and, yeah. and so you know as parents like children are our legacy right right um and then you know what else are we making contributions like what's kind of cool is with this technology this podcast will live forever this right. video hopefully will yep. live forever as long as there's this yep. you know these servers saving the information and oh my god and sharing and, and freaking facebook reminds you of everything in the world <laughs> every day that happened uh-huh. like you get memories all the time and you're like i mean sometimes like especially for me sometimes they're very bittersweet and then other times, you know, you see stuff and it's like 10 years, like my son is like a little shit ass, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> right. oh my God, I go look. And, and he looks and he's almost not even sure it's him, you yes. know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, look at how little you are. Like, look at this. And I love those memories. But the other memories, there are some memories where you're like, oh crap, like we could have gone without that one. Yeah. And, I, and it's like, how far have we come? Yeah. Like, how far have you come from those points? Right. And I think, you know, a lot of people say, don't look back. And I, I kind of like to look back and I like to think about like where I was and then where I'm kind of, how, how have I progressed and what did I learn from those, those other moments in time? Right. You know, and it's, it's kind of wild to, to kind of consider that, especially like, you know, especially the children. I think that's a, that's a wild thing, like watching them grow and what did they listen to and what didn't they listen to? Right. And, or what are they picking up that right. you didn't even intend for them to pick right, up? Right. You know, that kind of idea, like, like be the change you want to be in the world. Like be like, I've always attempted to do my best at being like the best possible person. Right. Mm-hmm. Like healthy eater and, you know, you know, into like fitness and stuff and, and, and mindfulness. And so watching my children kind of engage that, Maybe sometimes not with me. I think that's the parents. Like when we're with our children, they don't listen to us at all. <laughs> right? For all new parents out there, get ready for your children not to listen to you. If you have newborns, just get ready when they start talking. They start talking back. But what the what the thing is is talking back. They likely don't yeah. do that. And most right, but backhand. And for us, like back. we can do, we can yell, we can scream, we can do whatever. And but out there in the world, like for it to come back and say. Your son, your daughter is the kindest, yeah. most caring, sharing. And you're like, are you talking about my right. child, right? And right. that's what—that's the affirmation yeah. for you that you're doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, a funny story. My my mom and I. Unfortunately, my mom is is suffering from dementia, so um, it's it's a horrible thing. But mm-hmm. my mom and I were not like 
you know, we were like your typical mother-daughter, always at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And my mother, every time I would go somewhere or stay with somebody or whatever, they would go, oh, your daughter is such a sweetheart. She's so well-mannered. She helps. She this, she that. And my mother, like, after, you know, so she go to me. She was like, why you're, you do this when you go to other people's houses and why are you such a bitch to me? And I'm like, and I go, well, aren't you happy that at least when I go to other people's houses, I act the right way. So it's a compliment to you, you know? And of mm-hmm. course there was bitch Karen again because, you know, I hit it right back at her, um, you know, but, you know, it is very true and, and it, it is a humbling thing as well because I, I know for myself, um, you know, like in the summertime, we belong to like a, a pool and everything. Yeah. And I have, I mean, even had a parent this year reach out to me because her son started playing with my son. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have anybody to watch him. He was like 12. And they didn't have anybody, or maybe he was older. I can't remember. I think he was around 12. So they didn't have anybody to watch him. So they asked if it was okay if he was there, if I would, you know, watch him. Right, now, right. I never, I didn't know them. I met them. I think I had a conversation w- once with the father. I don't barely remember meeting the mother. I mean, we said hello, goodbye. But it was very humbling that she said, you know, I have, we, you know, we have mutual friends. Right. And they speak mm-hmm. very highly of you. So I feel comfortable oh, right, right. with That's you great. having, you know, you know, taking, you know, taking care of my son. And I was like, wow, you know. And then you have the older people, which is always the best compliments, right? When you have like the grandmas that say, oh, yeah. they come and they say, you know. I have to say your son is so, and you know, every time somebody comes over and goes, I have to tell you about your son. You, for a minute, you're like, oh shit, what did he do? What's the story? You know, like, you're oh, like yeah. oh shit, I'm in trouble. What happened? Yeah. I'm going to kill him. And then they say these wonderful things, right? Because Absolutely. like you said, you don't think they're listening, <laughs> right? but they are and they spill it out. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like, you know, also the other side, I think, you know, with anything, I always say like, like to a student, I'm a teacher, right? So I'll say to a student, like, I appreciate all the questions. There's no yeah. stupid question. It's the question that's not asked, right? Yeah. The same thing goes like, like, as long as you're conscious, like as a conscious parent, like, I think if you're, if you're critical of yourself, you know, and, and I'm very critical of like yeah. what I'm doing out there and yeah. am I doing it right constantly? Yeah. And every day I like, like I'm failing at this, right? Mm. But then when you have those people say something, like I was in a store um, yesterday, I was in like this antique store and my children, they've learned like to walk through museums and antique stores and not touch and break anything <laughs> and not touch everything. And, you know, also dealing with the frustration, dealing with, okay, now they want to be touchy feeling. I got to kind of control it and, re- and reel it in. And I was like, okay, just, just go wait right there. And, when I went back into the store by myself, like the next day, the the owner of the store was like, you are the most patient person. And I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm that way. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so frustrated, but I guess I'm, I'm holding it in. Well, yeah, you, you know? if you and, were like, please wait over here, I would be, I would, I would grab my son. I would go right next to him and go, if you fucking move again, you're in trouble and we're not going to even talk about it. I, I have no, I, I mean, I have patience, don't get me wrong, but I have no patience when you don't do the right thing. 
Yeah, and that true. goes across the board, whether it's my kid, whether it's my man, whether it's my best friend. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you're not doing the right thing, I got no patience. I know. I mean, that's like, like I used to, I, I say this a lot too. I was like, I, I like, I pray for pay. I pray for strength. You should pray. To, I got to be yep. strong. That's what my mother always used to say. Yep. My grandmother and my mother and like pray, pray to be strong, be strong, be strong. Yep. That's what they always say. Yep. And then I was like, I'm really strong, but I have no patience. <laughs> so now I pray for patience. That's like, I think one of the biggest things, the lesson to like, you know, um, I'm also, I do a lot of yoga and, and we talk yeah. about like a little bit about yoga. Like yeah. yoga completely changed my life. And I tell that to everyone. Like I'll just meet someone. I'll be like, do you do yoga? <laughs> or I'll chat with someone. Like I was DJing this one guy's um, retirement party. Um, you know, salute to, to Mike, um, Mike Romano out there. You know, it's like pleasure to be connected with those people of service. And, you know, it's a very kind of stressful job, like law enforcement or oh, firefighting oh. or any, any job, but just being a parent. And so I'm chatting with him, like, do you do yoga? Like, come come to a yoga class with me. Come do yoga. I think I said that to you. You did. You said it to me yesterday. <laughs> and, and I'm like, like, go do a yoga class. Go do a hot yoga class. Go do some restorative yoga. And, and you know, it's almost been, you know, three and a half years for me. And it was like that, like, always being here and then after yoga class I'm like here and I'm like oh doesn't mean that I can't like within 10 minutes be back up here because I I haven't so I have issues um (laughs) (laughs) I have issues I'm not hold on I want to tell tell the audience that I'm again I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist so I you know if I give any advice there is no no. it's okay listen neither am I I just play on the radio no I have issues because I grew up, I was a dancer growing up. Mm -hmm. I went to performing arts high school and we had to do like Pilates. This was when Pilates first started and I just, I disliked it at that point. Maybe because I was young, so I couldn't get into it. So that discipline thing, Mm. it it kind of, I, I get a little rebellious rebellious with it maybe because I just think about that and it puts me in a place I did not like so now I have to rid myself of that association totally do not to to do that so like last week when we I had T on the show and he was talking about meditation yeah and he actually had had said on the post what kind of yoga yes he did do Mm -hmm. um you know and so the hard part, like you just said, I'm up here and then it brings me down to here and you lowered your hands. So like, that's tough. I think there isn't a person listening or watching right now that isn't up here, right? So right. what and do especially we do to like, get down here? Especially this area. Like, I mean, like this, like, you know, right outside the city, the city, the suburbs yeah. of the city. And it's, it's not, pace. it's not really the suburbs anymore. Like no. it was the suburbs when I was growing up. Yep. And, you know, it was like from the early 90s, it just spiked, right? And it just like population increase and busy. And so that was when I was like transitioning out and moving kind of truly upstate. Right. Um, But the idea like with with yoga, it's like it brings you into a space or a place of just like the moment. Hmm. Like so you're not thinking about where you have to go, where you have to be. Like you're in this space, but why? Why, and, why is that any different than anything else? It's 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 kind of, and I think I said this to you yesterday too. It's kind of, um, 
it's kind of hard to realize it and understand it unless, until you do it. Mm. Um, so it's kind of one of the things that teaches you to be in the moment. The importance of breath. And I think your guest T last week was talking about this, like just breathing, like taking a breath, take, you know. Yeah. And and so there's a guy, his name is Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N, and look him up. He's got a ton of YouTube videos. He's like one of the most peaceful kind of meditative guys. And he says, take a deep breath, like if you're feeling, say, angry, and realize that there is no emotion to breathing. There's zero. If we take a breath, it's like that breath is not angry. It's not sad. It's not anything. It's just breathing. Well, it's funny because I said to you before we went on, take a breath. (laughs) Yeah. Because you've been, I mean, he drove from Albany down to Westchester and on in the interim of driving, you well while driving you went to see a mentor of yours yeah absolutely yeah wild story there yeah so well let's just remind everybody that they're listening to real talk with karen stacy live on miamimikeradio.com and you're listening to dr paul (laughs) and um so yeah so paul is talking a little bit about everything today he is a phd he's a yogi He's a poet, he's an author, he's a DJ, and he's also like a, a, a weight loss coach too. So he wears many different hats. Um, and I don't wear hats anymore at all. <laughs> yeah, well, you have enough going on I with this. I do, like a lot. And so, yeah, we're, we're kind of like talking about yoga and, and, and it's kind of hard to really understand unless you actually go and do it. And I honestly, like... I'll always I'll, I'll always admit like when I'm wrong and I should have started doing yoga way sooner but I was like kind of that you know and, and I'm a gender guy like so I have my PhD in sociology I also have a master's in women's studies I was actually the first male recipient of a master's in women's studies wow. um, at SUNY Albany and so like I not only consider myself a feminist but like you know also being a man like you know I'm I'm still a product of all of the you know that's what sociology is like I'm product of all the interactions that I've had so yoga has always been historically and it's changing historically equated with like women and guys don't do it and only weird guys do it or whatever and so for me it was like you know I had all that and I was like I work out I'm fine I don't need it and one day I just decided because it was it was like offered at my gym right I was like it's free I'm gonna do it and they had two fantastic teachers there and I studied with them for a year I was doing seven hours of yoga a week as much as I could possibly get I was like food and I was like as much as I can get and it literally again it just changed the way that I looked at the world changed the way that I approach things and it doesn't mean that just like the parenting example it doesn't mean that I don't break and crack like every other person but I think my rebound time is faster Mm. Because I can just go and I can do some breathing and I can do some postures and it'll bring me back again into the moment. And what does that mean, being in the moment? It means like not thinking about what I have to do or what I've done. As we were talking about the past before too, it's like I'm here, like we're here, we're on the radio, we're streaming live. It's like there's nothing else to do but be here. Right. And... But that's not how we're taught, like in our society, especially New Yorkers, especially being in this place and space that's just, it never stops. Right. It's always moving and someone's always pushing you out of the way to get where they have to go. And (laughs) what we have to, (laughs) right. But what we have to learn and what I've learned, and again, I try to teach this to my children is let them go by. 
Right. Just let them pass. If someone's in a hurry, you know what we do? I let the car pass, and then we roll down the window, and we wave to them. And we wish them well. We hope that everything's okay. Right. Instead of, like, like what what I was taught, like, right. it's like, you know, we play chicken. and yeah. we No, it's like, that's, yeah. Not, yeah. that's not what you should do. Yeah. Right? Be the change that you want to yeah. see. If you want people to be kinder, well, be kinder. Yeah. Right? And, and that's kind of the thing. And you learn that through just being there. Yeah, I, I try to do that a lot, but when I'm driving, you mother, you know, I can't help it. And I, oh, I yeah, mean, and I, you I'm like, like, I fucking hate people. And then yes. I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, I love you. Have a great day. Yes. I, I, I try to change it, but you know what? I do. I, I can't help it. I'm like, what is it? I'm, I'm a lot of peace, love, and, and go fuck yourself. Like, that's my motto. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? There's a lot of, like, we're, we're like memes. Everything's a meme today. Right. right. I hope people make memes out of this, you know, and find some use and utility out of our conversation. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? Like, like some of even the yogis say, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm okay, but, like, take no shit, right? I'm not right. going to take anything. I'm going to, you know, if it's not. And that's, and that's one of the things, too, I think is another great point also is we're such an ego-based society. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, I have a PhD and I and I don't go around like shouting it. Well, I guess I'm shouting it kind of to the world now. Yeah, but it's Dr. Like, Paul, you're not shouting like, it. But it's like the it's like the thing is it's like it's it's who I am, but it's only one piece of who I am. Right. And 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 that's kind of like your initial question too. Like who who are you? What right. are you leaving behind? Right. You know? And 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 like what who are you besides what you do right like for work like because that's that that's like the central right. right and who are you as a person right and, and uh you know so the the idea of like we are so so ego based and yeah. in that yoga studio no one cares <laughs> huh. you know the teacher and it's very different than like i was an athlete too and i was i, I you know it's like coaches and within athletics and even in bodybuilding it's like you know, the most weight, the strongest, you know, all of this. The bigger, the and better. yoga is actually like the opposite of everything. Mm-hmm. So you're moving in opposite directions. You're breathing almost in the opposite direction. Hmm. Um, you, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're breathing in on the, uh, uh, you're breathing out, uh, you're breathing in on the exertion in a sense. Really? And so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it like changes the way you approach. And then, um, also, what they tell you is if you can't hold a posture, you know, like the balance postures or all you see, and probably this is like across your feed too, like handstands. And everybody thinks that, that yoga is just <laughs> Stand on handstands head. and yeah. headstands. And, and yes, that's cool. But what you don't realize is they're not holding those forever. <laughs> you know, the masters can hold them like indefinitely. But those pictures that you see are like just like quick snapshots in time. You know, and then they're against the wall or they're falling or whatever. And you see that quick snapshot in time. But it's it's about what you can do. Mm. So you hold a posture like as long as you can and then you let it go. And that's like an adage for life. Like if something is painful, let it go. Mm. Release it, you know. But it's okay. Like that's the thing too. Like we have to be okay with, with getting upset and angry. Feel it. Greet it. You know, and, and so, you know, there's uh, some of the Buddhists will say, like, actually say hello. Say, like, hello, anger. How are you today? Why are you visiting me? 
Like, don't shut them out. I hope that they're all smoking a lot of pot. And, because if you and that's what you do. Like, maybe, right. Okay, <laughs> pass them. Yeah, pass them a joint. Mm-hmm. Pass your anger a joint and say, chill out. And then bring it down, right? Yeah. And then and then move on. But actually greet it. Because what do we do? Like, a lot of us, we just stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. And then you explode. And then you either explode or you're like in, you're in a corner. Yeah. And you don't even realize. Yeah. You don't even realize and why you're... nasty you're, and yes. you're cranky. And people and, like, what's wrong? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> just give me a cup right. of coffee. Right. Leave me alone. Right. Hug me. No, don't... You know, and right. it's like you have no idea because you've right. stuffed all this stuff down. Absolutely. So... That's one of the things like greet the anger, greet the sadness, grieve, and then yeah. let it go. I think for me, like when I'm sad, the best thing for me is like I get I get like sad and then I'll like I'll take a shower. I find water. Oh, it's like yeah. one of the Always. best yep. things. And I've said this to a lot of people. Yep. They they kind of feel like the moon cycles or whatever. Yep. And I'm like, get get some Epsom salt and get it in the tub and like just ground yourself. Or like what's what's lucky about being in this city area is you have all those beaches. Mm-hmm. Rockaway Beach That's and well. Jones yep. Beach. And, you know, you have the sound and you have these these bodies of water. Go there. And that is Leave a meditative that. experience that. too. Leave the shit there yeah. out with the water. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny because we had Friday the 13th was a full moon. Yeah. And we, I think we were texting that night and I had said to you and you said something. I don't know who said it about the moon. Mm-hmm. One of us said it. And I said, yeah, I seem to be, He go, you said closing, this is about closing chapters. Yeah. Um, and everything. So I said, yeah, I seem to be like... Get, like letting everybody have it today not in a mm-hmm. bad way but I said I feel like Wonder Woman has her lasso around me and I can't help but tell everybody what I gotta tell them and yeah. you said to me you know don't you don't have to tell them nothing just let it go and mm-hmm. I was like yeah no I kind of felt need to tell people and I held it in long enough I do and I think that I think it is important like it's important to express yourself or to um, or to not Right. If you if you feel like, you know what, because that conversation may lead to a worse right, situation and, it, and it's just going to escalate. Yeah. True. So if you don't participate, it's it's it, you just leave it there. Yeah. And I think, you know, what one of the things that I've kind of like learned over this almost decade um, is, you know, things are going to like the ocean, right? The ebb and the flow. Things are going to come and go in and out of your life and you got to let that even even people i think we yeah, hold totally. on we hold on to things too like like we so like we're so thing oriented yeah. and the things are important but they are just things and yeah. and as i think you know as a child like i i learned and in my household it was like things were more important than people hmm. it's like you break that that thing that broken thing was like more important than like mm-hmm. my elbow getting skinned right mm-hmm. it was like oh it's just an elbow it'll heal oh no that glass is broken forever well yeah but just go buy another glass so that's what i that's what i do i buy extra glasses and when a glass breaks i'm like i'm like yes i'm i'm upset about the glass but i'm not upset that you broke it that is broken or that i broke it and that's broken that i wasn't careful you know, and I and I wasn't being careful, but it's okay to have an accident as long as it was an accident. Well, yeah, I mean, you want to be mindful. I mean, I I learned that you know, I, I think you you learn that stuff really uh, has no value um, as you go through life and real things happen. 
you learn that stuff has no value. Zero. Um, you know, it's not going to save you. No. And I mean, like, you know, when I'm going through, you know, after I lost my husband and, you know, you, you find, you know, things and, 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 you know, belongings and stuff. And you think to yourself, at the end of the day, none of this matters. Right. I look at my mother who doesn't even know what, you know, she's what she's wearing whatever my mother has brand new tags on a hundred different <laughs> yeah. pocketbooks a hundred different you know this a hundred different that jewelry that whatever and you know what at the end of the day it means nothing right you know it's i true. mean my, it really is. i remember when um my grandmother was very close to, and, um, you know, when it was always like in, in most traditions, right? Everybody, you know, hands down their jewelry, it down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, my grandmother saved, like, they, like the, the, the engagement rings or whatever. So she would get, oh, yeah. and she said, I don't need the dime I don't need any of that stuff that's for you it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. and you know those things like she gave me her wedding ring like you know those things matter because they have that significance but at the end of the day you know like god forbid you lose something like that it makes you crazy right because you lost a piece of history but at the same token sadly it means nothing you know so it's like a i don't know how to put that because it has so much sentimental value but in at the end of the day as a as a piece of whatever it means nothing and the reason and the reason it does is the relationship right i think that's that's the key like like what is what is this this ring do this ring connects me to an individual like a special individual right like a very special individual and so that's the thing right and so it's like the artifact and i kind of like right. like say that to my to my sons too i'm like i'm like oh like you know this this will this will be yours you right. know and it'll be their connection but it it will be meaningless if there wasn't a true human connection between us right and so the reason that bring your grandmother's ring is because you had a relationship with your grandmother and all of those experiences and things lend itself to making it a significant artifact. Yes, but at the end of the day, the po- my point is, is that that is all true. But you know what? After you lose so much, you can live without oh, anything. Absolutely, so that's there's what no I mean question. By, yes, you, know, you sit there and you say, oh, no doubt. you know, like you, oh, like you know, oh, you want this expensive purse, or oh, you right. want this fancy car, and you know what? It don't oh, mean I, shit at the I end. I get of the it. Day. And I'll, you know, I'll share. I didn't know if you were going to share that, and I know that you know there was a kind of an anniversary of your your loss, right? And so I celebrate. And it's not a celebration; it's a remembrance of a loss that I had. I don't know if you Hurricane Katrina, right? Okay. But it was like Hurricane Katrina took my two twin sons. Okay, and so a lot of people don't know when they find out. They're like, "Oh my, you know, I didn't know. I'm so..." And and it's like it's it's a lesson. Like, what's the lesson? It's the lesson that you live right, and that you remember, and that you move forward every day. And so that type of thing. It's like, yeah, like during that day, during that day of loss and the weeks following, it was like, yes, putting my life back together, understanding the reality of the situation and moving forward and living and remembering and realizing that like, 
yeah, it didn't matter what car I was driving. It didn't matter what brand of clothes I was wearing or what cologne I had on or, or whatever. It was about, right, this, you know, this life and how could I make my life meaningful, right, through the worst thing that could possibly happen to anyone is losing a loved one, losing a family member, right? And so... I have no words. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, then that's... Right. And and I, like, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, right? And that wasn't on our list, but it's like... That's the thing, like, you know, people, people wonder why I have a certain philosophy or why, why I don't, why I'm not bothered by some of the things that a lot of people are bothered by, because you know what, like, I've, right, it it doesn't, and, and so the thing for me is like, well, well, how am I going to make my time matter on this planet, in this country, and, and not thinking about like, actively doing it, but okay, here, right, we're on the show, right? right? What can I share right. to the people right now right. in this moment? or And what can I share with the people who are going to be listening to this in the future? So, so, I mean, right off the freaking cuff, I mean, as if what you've said for the past half hour didn't matter, uh, which, uh, meaning, of course, it did. You gave <laughs> a lot of information for, you know, the time we've been speaking. But right there, I mean, I think that, you know, there's two there's two things in life that you can do, right? You get knocked down, you either stay down or you get up, mm-hmm. right? And people said to me, I don't know how you do it. I, I, I don't know. I said, well, what option did I have? And they said, well, you had the option of just crawling in the ball and not getting up. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I didn't have that option because there's a, there was a five-year-old that needed me. Yeah. So I didn't have that option. There were, besides my son, there, you know, there were other people that needed me. Absolutely. So what are you going to do? You know, does it suck? Yeah. You know, and, and am I as, like you said, I mean, going through what you went, I don't know, there were no, I don't, I can't even speak right now. I'm Mm -hmm. tripping on myself because (laughs) I I can't. Yeah. But the only thing that we can do to make it meaningful is to do more. Yeah. Because, you know, once you. And I don't think it's do more either. No, but I mean. I think it's like what my mom always said. I don't mean Always do, do your best. Yeah, but I mean you know? do more to help. Like when I say do more, like make an impact. Like that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Because you know what? There's somebody right now that's listening. Like maybe my mother-in-law is listening right now. Sure. And she buried her child. Absolutely. You buried two. I mean, yeah. and you're alive. Right. And you, 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 you're, and you're living Mm-hmm. Okay, as opposed to right. my mother-in-law who's struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and understandably so. Understandably so. But it's it's a cho- you know, and, yes. and it's a choice. And I can understand you, it. You of course, um, everybody can, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had T on the show last week, and he was talking about he broke up with his girlfriend, and he was you know drinking and popping pills and everything, yeah. and that's and made, made it him, out the other side, right? right? And so and many made him transform, and that's where you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I, you know, I've always been like, I guess I've always been healthy, and I've always been like, like the idea of like, like. 
being the same person in front of your parents as you were with your friends. I think like I was even better. Like I never, I never talked back to my parents. I never did anything like that. I was always respectful, and I, I kind of let it out a little bit with at school. But I was always kind of like, what is that? What message is I going to send? I don't want anybody to send a message home to my parents because I didn't want the consequences. Also, I didn't want to reflect badly on my family. Right. Right? Because you bear the name of your ancestors. Right. You know, that's your lineage. So I always kind of felt that connection. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's like you have to you have to keep going forward. And, and you, you mentioned something reminded me of, um, of someone special who loves Rocky. Right. And so that that whole Rocky series, like like he says it a bunch of times, like it's it's not about getting knocked down. It's like how many times you get up. Right. right. And so, you know, I look at I look at people who who take their lives and we have to support people more. And I just, you know, someone mentioned like Anthony Bourdain, you know, and this guy had everything. I mean, he had the like what we think is everything. Yes. Right. And so, you know, like like what everybody wishes for, but we don't know what he was dealing with on his end. Or what he had to do to get the everything that we think that he had. Or what, right. What did you have to give up? We always say like, um, you know, and, and I think about a lot, like, um, and we hear it a lot, like, you know, your, your new life is going to cost you your old one. Absolutely. And you have to like really think about, yeah, you have to really think about, well, what is it that you're going to be giving up? Yeah. Like, I mean, I had a dream of being a rock star. Like, I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a rapper, which I still kind of do a little bit. Oh, yes, that's um, right. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I would have taken the opportunity if it was given to me. And I'm glad that opportunity never presented itself because I wouldn't be around for my family. Yeah. You know, even Eminem writes songs about, like, being on the road and not seeing his daughter yeah. and, you know, watching his daughter grow up in fragments. And I'm so glad that that didn't happen. Like, yeah. you know, so... Be thankful for the things that you wanted that you didn't get. <laughs> That's right. You know, because you have to see and look around and be thankful for what you have. Yes. Absolutely. And and so, you know, hopefully that that kind of uh you know, that that we think about that and, and we understand that. Well, you are, are listening to Real Talk. The realist with Karen Stacy live <laughs> on MiamiMikeRadio.com and Dr. Paul here just um actually made me speechless um <laughs> that is difficult to do i've watched so many shows and you're rarely speechless difficult so to do. yeah well yes because my heart when when you hit my heart i i it it takes my breath away um i you know i think that that's the other thing i want to i think is that and maybe you'll correct me if i'm wrong but i think that like you just said you got to give up your old life to get your new life I think that after you go through certain things in life that completely change you, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you're never the same. And, and I think that you become, I notice, like, I always had a kind heart. I might have been a bitch on the exterior, like, don't fuck with me. Right. Everybody says, oh, you, she's tough, oh, you can't, you gotta have your A game when you talk to her, this, that, and the other. <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows that, like, I'll, like, snuggle up on your lap and, you know, you told me right. you need a coffee, I'm, you know, you, you said, like, you're like, oh, I think, I hope there's a Starbucks, and, and I was like, I don't know if there is one. I'm like, I have espresso. Can I make you an espresso? Like, I, I'll do anything in the it world for somebody. It was a very good espresso, Thank too. <laughs> I will do anything in the world for somebody. But I think that after, 
hitting the ground as hard as you know you do sure you have that much like i know i have more empathy now i have more compassion oh no doubt and i don't know if that's a blessing or a curse sometimes Oh, it's, I mean, I mean, it's completely a blessing. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, it's your, I, I mean, I, you know, um, I, I grew up like Christian, but like every religion has its own analogies, but I, you know, I was taught the Christian stories, Jesus, right? So like every human being, I think has their own cross to bear, right? right. And so, you know, the things we can't control, right. you know, and so those things happen and right, it's like about, how, do you get up from it? Right. Do you recover from it? Right. And and what do you, what do you what do you do after? Right. You know, and and I think it's like again, like you know, so many all all these things like that we were taught when we were little. Just just move forward, fall forward, keep walking. You know, if, um, I use an analogy of like climbing Mount Everest in my class, like like mm. to goals for life. And sometimes you go up and then you have to go back down because there's a storm. But then it doesn't mean you go back up. You, you know, you go back up and you try again. And some days you take one step. Yeah. And some days you take two. And yeah. some days you, you don't take any because right. you have to camp and you have to stop. Um, and that's been something that I've learned a lot over the past year has been um, taking care of yourself. You I know, self-love, huge... self-care. And forgiving. Um, Forgive, like to oh, forgive sure. yourself. I think that that is part of loving yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all going to make mistakes, right? You mentioned that earlier in the show. Oh, we're yeah. all going to make mistakes. Um, but it, you, you know, you said in the beginning of the show how you're probably the hardest person on yourself. You, you know, you wanted it to be this way, that way. You wanted to do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all are like that. Well, not some of us more so than others. Like I'm very hard on myself as well. And like, you know, like your children see you hard on yourself and then you see them hard on themselves. Right. And then it catches you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because my son did it yesterday and I had to pull him back from that. Yeah. And it was my, like that was my lesson right there Mm -hmm. because he did what I do and I had to say to him, you know, it's okay. Let's take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, just like what you said, you know, sometimes yeah. you do take a step forward. Sometimes you take a step back. Sometimes you don't even realize that you took the step back and then you take it back and you're like, damn it. Like he'll say, like he'll say something with school. I'm so stupid. I was like, oh, listen, we don't ever say that. You're not stupid. You might have oh, yeah. done something stupid. Never. Right. But you are not stupid you're very smart mm-hmm. you made a poor choice yeah you could have made a better choice but you're not stupid so you that's about forgiving yourself because how many times exactly. have we done things in life right and and i mean especially me in these five years actually even before that i i've spent half my life trying to like forgive myself and like myself right oh yeah i mean talk about like going back you know to like the beginning in a sense too like um, in addition to yoga, um, there's a woman um, who is not in the living realm anymore, but her name is Louise Hay. And her thing and her like lessons in her many books that she that she wrote and, and go on YouTube and, and look up her meditations is like loving yourself, forgiving yourself. And 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 the the moral of the story is stop all that negative self-talk. Yep. You know, we do that. Yep. And. 
yourself is listening to you yeah. or if you know people are like uh people have the saying like angels fly by or god is listening and and or you or what you say you get so law of attraction. you want law of it right so you call yourself stupid well you're going to get more stupid decisions and you're going to make more stupid mistakes and so you just say oops okay I wasn't thinking, right? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna pay right. more attention, and and uh, you know, especially like you know that like like children do that. They pick it up at you know, even if you're teaching mindfulness at home, they're picking that up at school. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, we don't use the word stupid. Where? Oh well, X Y Z said it at school, right. and I'm like, oh my goodness, and never say that. And so, getting someone out of the habit, especially like with society's labels, yeah. You know, and so, you know, people feeling out of place and so they think there's something wrong with them. No, it's there's nothing wrong with you. It's the other people. Like what you say about me is what you think about you. Well, right. It's the reflection, um, you know, of, of oneself. And we, we, we talked about that. I talk about that a lot on my show and we talked about that last week as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it is all a reflection. And, and if you find yourself... Carrying like you were saying earlier with the anger, like you keep pushing it down, pushing it down. Then all of a sudden you're like, you know, is there like a, I don't know if I want to like hug somebody or punch them in the face, you know? And, and so you, you build up all this stuff and what I do, I do with my son. I see it and it happened yesterday and I saw he he was there and he, like he bit my head off when he got Mm. in the car and I was like, whoa. And he goes, I'm cranky and I'm, you know, and whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and then we come home and I'm trying to, you know, sometimes you got to let them like, you know, and then he comes over to me and he goes, mom, I need a hug. And I'm like, "Uh, what's this about? You know, so he comes over and he hugs me. Not that he's not affectionate, but I knew something was up. And I always tell him because he holds in so much because he feels he has to be strong, of right? Of course. So yeah. I, I tell him, Noah, it's okay, Daddy. Cry. Let it out. You'll feel better. It's a, it, it's a good thing. Cry and let it out. And the, I and the minute I put my arms around him, I said, it's all right. Let it go. And he let it go. Yeah. So is that you have you That's, research on this? this? Is, yeah. This Did is, I touch upon something? Yeah. Because I'm like, talking to a doctor. He got <laughs> research to back up my. Yeah. I just you know I, my radio I thinking about like hey well what, what what might we touch on and and hugs, <laughs> hugs are so are so good um, that um, there was a study um, about getting people in, in uh, hugging and seeing if it had an effect. Right. So one group had romantic partners hold hands for 10 minutes, followed by a 20-second hug with each other. The other group had romantic partners who sat in silence for 10 minutes and 20 seconds. People in the first group showed greater reductions in blood pressure levels and heart rate than the second group. Yeah. And so... Well, it's endorphins. Yeah. And it's uh, like oxytocin. Oxytocin, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? I don't just play this on TV. No. Now. Uh, it's yeah. real. It it's is true. real. And you know what? And it's and, and it's funny because that there's so much to that, right? Because the thing is, is that you need to release. Mm-hmm. So when I tell him, it's okay, daddy, cry. And he he'll cry and he'll cry hard. But, you know, he's still, his soul hurts. I mean, he lost his father. So, you know, anything that affects him, 
you know, it affects him that much deeper because, you know, no matter what, when you go through a horrible experience, anything, even yeah. if you think you made peace with it, it's still there. That feeling is still there. You never forget that hole, right? No, so when never. you get to that point, it all comes out and it might be a little greater than the average person that maybe didn't suffer the same type of. Loss, right, the right? level, absolutely. Right, the level. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and and then he he cried, and then he, I, you know, you can see, and he'll say to me, you know what, mom, I do, you know, I do feel better. And I said to him, you know, you gotta just take it one step at a time because you get ahead of yourself and you become overwhelmed, and then you put this pressure on yourself, and you can't think. I mean, the kid's ten; he's in sixth grade, and he mm-hmm. was literally like having an anxiety attack sure. over schoolwork. Yeah. Fucking schoolwork. Yeah. I I have experience with lots of lots of children and, and friends' children and yeah, it's like no, it's not, you know, you get it done if you get it done and no my teacher and Right. And it's like, no, mom, call the teacher. Right. And it's, you know, but it's and, and again, I am all for education. I, I am my I am there's parts of my body that I'm going to be selling to keep my child in the right school okay I am all for education but you know yesterday he was in school all day okay um and then he had study hall afterwards which is supposed to be a time that they do homework right, right. like but in school so they're focused so we didn't he didn't get home until after four o'clock so by the time he you know poops and bathes it's five something. Now he's starving. He got to eat, right? So now I'm the Gustavo. 5.30. Get to your homework. I don't want to know nothing about it. Do it. Okay. He starts at 5.30. I let him at like, I don't know, 6 or 6.15. He took a little break, like a 10, 15 minute break. And then he went back at it again. He was doing um, the, the, IR, the, the literature stuff. And then he went to math. Mm-hmm. It was 7.30 at this point. And he still wasn't done yet. He had gotten half of his math homework done. There was another half to go. Mm. So at 7.30, he said, Ma, I just can't do this anymore. He goes, I'm going to set the alarm. I'm going to get up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. morning, yeah. And I'll finish my work. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, email your teachers and tell them you started your work at 5.30. And it is now 7.30 and you are only halfway done and you, you know, you can't complete it. It's and happening a lot. Do it's that, happening right? a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I even said to the pan, to the, to the teachers in the email, because I emailed them and I said, look, you know, he, he had a, a little bit of an issue. It's overwhelming to him. Maybe don't present it. You know, sometimes just the way you present something, if you put too much in front of somebody, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. If you give it to them in like, you know, a different way, it's yeah. more well received. Yeah. So... I said to him, so then, you know, last night when, when afterwards or whatever, I said, kept saying, you got this, you know, just one step at a time. And, you know, he, he came over and he kissed me and he said, thanks for being so awesome, mom. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God, like, thank you, you know, because 
I just saw where he was, and it wasn't that he was trying to get out of it because he wasn't bullshitting. No, he was that's different. Doing his best. He was doing his best, that's and a... he didn't know how the hell to do it. <laughs> right. Okay. And we all feel that way. And that's painful. I think we all feel that way on a on a regular basis. And if you guys are listening and you're on Facebook, hit the like button. If we're all completely freaking overwhelmed because everything is thrown, but it's just so heartbreaking to me that he's ten. Mm-hmm. And that this is where he's at, where, you know, he had to do all of this. Now, today, he had a better day, and he yeah. saw that he was capable of doing it. He got the work done this morning in a fairly timely manner because his brain was a little bit clearer. Yeah, and a lot of adults can learn from that, too. Um, you know, when I start kind of, like, coaching people, it's like a little small part of me, you know. I do some health coaching, and... Uh, um, give people advice and you know how to streamline and maximize it's like just try getting up 10 minutes earlier than you than you would I mean and even though I'm like telling people what to do like I had to learn that lesson like the hard way yeah and it was like all it is is an extra 10 minutes and it saves you so much stress yeah and it's like just think about that think about like do you want to be five minutes late to work just be 10 minutes early so set your alarm 10 minutes earlier or well, or even 40 minutes earlier and like you know a friend of mine was done with their workout by 5:30 a.m. Okay. And they got up at 4:45 a.m., got to the gym 45 minutes, but then they're done and they don't have to think about it. They've already kind of, you know, and starting your day off like literally on the right foot. Right. And productive. Uh, mhm. Well, you know, it is true because what happens is is that you put yourself th- through that angst, right? Like even <laughs> I am the worst, even with navigation, everything, I still get lost. I, I can't, I'm, I'm geographically challenged. And you know when you do like on Waze, they always have these roundabouts and it's like oh, take yeah. the second the exit day. on the roundabout. <laughs> so I go around <laughs> and every time I go, they're like, Whoop, and then go around and I screw it up all the time that my son is like, mom, don't go there. You're going to go over there. That's where you're going to go. And I know if I see a route and it has a roundabout, I look at the other routes, and even if the route is 10 minutes longer, I should pick that route because I am not going to be cursing around the roundabout because I did it, I was running, like I was just on time to get my son from school, and I took a different thing, and the GPS told me to go that way, and I was like, all right, it's a roundabout, and I'm like, all right, I could do this, I'll follow it, I'm going to be okay, and sure as shit, I ended up in the wrong place, circled around, and next thing I know, I'm 15 minutes late to pick him up. It's so, and I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm I'm nuts because now I feel terrible. I got to call the school like, yeah, hi, here's uh, you know, I've only been driving here for three years and I have no idea how to get there. <laughs> um, you know, here's the, you know, mother of the year. I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Yeah. Um, so you're right. And, and, it, and that 10 minutes, even for me too, like I hate waking up in the morning. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love, I'm grateful to wake up in the morning, <laughs> yeah. but right. I don't like to wake up early it. in the oh, morning. Oh, sure. And I'm a bear in the morning. Don't just hand me coffee and leave me be, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I, like, I don't like that 10 minutes, but you're right. Because I was doing 7 o'clock in the morning. Then I went to 7, to 6.50. And now I have to go to 6.45. Because um, I can see that it's not enough time. And even when I over plan and I'm like up uber early, it's like, 
sometimes I'm still a minute later out of the house. Yeah. And so imagine if I didn't yeah. plan ahead. And it's so true. you just have to kind of, you know, just, you know, plan for the worst, expect the best, but like do that and do things for you, like that lesson of self love and self care and being easy on yourself too. You're going to make a mistake, right? Yeah. So you were late once, but we do, we beat ourselves up over it and we're like, but oh, I'm got to fix it. And you do it, right. You got to right? put those you things. You can't beat yourself up and then leave it as it is and keep, if you're late True. every day, then you got to wake up 10 minutes earlier, whether you, you want to or not, you know, yeah. but we're creatures of habits and a lot of us are thick headed, right? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you know, I mean, believe me, I'm the worst when it comes to waking up in the morning. I will do anything to save myself, you know, that much more sleep, but I sometimes enjoy the double snooze bar too, and then and then like most times, like I I do, I regret it, or I'll hit the wrong button, and I thought it was snooze, <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I have to call in the work, and I'm like, Ugh. Ugh, I made a mistake, or I was supposed to pick my kids up, and I'm like, sorry, you know, yeah. and and so, but we do, we we make some mistakes, and we could hit the wrong button, or we could take the wrong turn, and. And, and I don't think there's any wrong turns either. So that's like the part of being easy on yourself. Like, what can we learn right now? What are we supposed to be learning? Don't and, and take the route that has the roundabout. Don't. Yeah. Like, don't. Just avoid <laughs> that's it. That's what I learned. Don't But now get, get used to it in New York is because there's roundabouts everywhere. They're uh, just rebuilding all these intersections and making them roundabouts. Oh, uh, I and hate so. roundabouts. I'm going to be, I'm never going to go It's taken, anywhere. it's taken years. Like, they put some in, in, um, in the greater Albany capital district area and, it's taken years for people. Finally, people are able to merge and, and to get it, but it takes a while. It's I a don't like roundabouts so. at all. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. And next to me, I got Dr. Paul here. And uh, I'm really impressed that I brought something up that he actually had statistics on. I brought, yep. I, I love did, it. He hugging. has little... He is. He, you know what he, you can do, too? You can hug yourself. Like... Like that's being gentle to for yourself too. Like just take care of yourself. Like say I I care about you, um, and and that's I think that's really important too. Like to tell yourself like you love yourself. Yeah. Well, that's and and again, it's the dialogue that you have, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the little engine that could, right? I mean, we oh, grew yeah. up reading love that, that book, and yeah, I think I can. I think <laughs> I can. Mm-hmm. I think I can. And you know, it's true. When you have a defeatist attitude, you will be defeated. And you know, it's not. But it's not easy. Like even uh, I was thinking about this. I was going to post something today, and since we're just talking about everything, and everything, anything, I'll, I'll talk about it. So yesterday, so I, my dad is like my whole. You know, I have my father, and I, I have my my kid. You know, my mom isn't well, I've, and I thankfully I have my in laws as well. Um, you know, but my time. You know, I when we do you know things, it's it's my usually it's my father and my son. Right. Where it's my my father, my son, and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and you know sometimes my my late husband's family. So, me and my my father is my best friend, mm-hmm. and we you know some I I keep him going because again my mom isn't well, so you yeah. know it's hard for him. He's not used to being you know he was married fifty you know wow. it's going to be fifty one yeah. years on Thursday actually that, wow. that they would be married that they are married. And, um, so anyway, I, it was Sunday. I haven't seen him. And I said, you know what? Why don't we get together? You could call, if you want to come over, I'll throw something on the grill or you want to go out. And he says, I want to go out. So we go to, um, a place in Connecticut and I said to him, it's a little more 
laid back. It's, you know, you don't have, it's not formal, you know, but it's outside. They're going to have a band. We'll have, yeah. we'll have a good time. So, of course, we had tons of traffic or whatever. So I go to try to park the car. I said, Daddy, go get a table to make sure that we don't lose the table. So I said, get a table by the water. So he goes in. Now, mind you, the place opens at 5. Mm-hmm. I, he opened the door at 514. And I couldn't see open tables. That's how, and this place is huge, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, God bless them, right? So he goes and gets a table. And when I walk in, I'm trying to find him. And he's like down, literally right by the water, which was a beautiful spot. But I'm looking and he's drinking out of a plastic cup. So Mm. I'm like, that's odd. And then I look up a little bit and they have wine glasses and stuff. Now, my father always has, we have a martini and then we have a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a snob and I do not drink any, even at my beach club, mm-hmm. I always have the proper, you know, stemware, if yeah. you will. I can't, <laughs> you cannot drink a martini in a plastic cup. No red solo just, cups for you. I don't think, no, I'm not yeah. a red solo top cup, top, <laughs> cup type of guy. Neither is my father. Like, he's. He likes his, you know, his glasses. I have one for me and one for him. So anyway, so he's sitting there and and I said, and I look and there's like a bar menu there too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm looking and I'm going, wait a minute, what's going on here? And he goes, I don't know. You told me to get a a table by the water. I got a table by the water. So now I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, maybe this is a different menu because it's like down by the water. Like it right. was right off the, the Gotcha. The that makes sense. So I'm like, well, it didn't make sense initially. So I'm like looking and I, I see the bottles. I see the glasses, like, you know, big people glasses. So I'm like, so then I said, you know what? We, I think we got to move over there. So he's like yelling at me. And now my father doesn't yell. Like we don't argue at all. And he's like, I don't know. You told me to get a, a table by the water. I got a table by the water. Now it's a it's a problem. What? I, I don't know. And he's going to, and now I'm looking and I'm thinking in my head, this isn't my father. Why is he yelling at me like that? Normally right. he'd be like, all right, fine. You move a hundred times anyway. We'll go get another table, whatever, you know, fine. So then I, I realized it and I, I went to the other table and I, I asked, I said, is it a different menu? And they said, yes. That, you know, it was different from down there to up there. Right. So we go, we sit down, and he's still going on and on. I didn't know. What did you want from me? And I was about to lose my mind. And I said, you know what? I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. And I got up, and I walked over to the water, and I, I tried to recenter myself. I yeah. looked at the water. I said, you know what? We're out. We already drove a half an hour to get here we're committed because i was like fine you don't want to stay here there's another place that's like a fancier place right over there we can go there mm-hmm. i don't care and he's like i don't know this is what you said i ordered i and he went on and on. so i was like okay so i just got up and i walked over and i said because when i get upset i don't i don't want to i don't want to eat i don't right, want to do anything sure. so now i'm saying no to myself does. now we're out and we're supposed to have a good time and now i'm gonna be pissy so i gotta like get rid of this right yeah so i go by the water and i i, I go like i'm trying to breathe and of course my son comes up right behind me and i'm like 
no, well, give me a minute. Just let mommy breathe for a second. And he just, you know, wanted to be next to me. So I took a breath. I recentered and whatever. It gave my father a few minutes, I guess, by himself. I told my, so P.S. We got, you know, I went back and then fine. It was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, great. And yeah. then as the, 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 you know, the, the time went a little bit, a little bit, he was happy he was enjoying it he was like this place is great and when we first sure. got there he definitely was not like that so yeah. it's i guess my the moral to the story is right like center yourself and and come back and realize when you're on the other side right absolutely because i was i could snap right and we the other can. person might snap and and so yeah like don't contribute to it like how can we diffuse right exactly that? which isn't easy to do it's not because it's, the it's most much challenging. easier to snap i said it on my friend mo's post yesterday or might have even been this morning i said that's the most difficult and challenging practice right is is that patience and not don't throw another piece of wood on the fire right like let's Let's talk. I mean, you know, as a professional DJ, like I'm dealing with contracts. I'm dealing with, you know, brides and grooms or brides oh, and yeah. brides or grooms Oof. and grooms. And it is a hot, a very, a lot of stress. Yeah. And so there was like a, you know, a miscommunication and they were upset. It had nothing to do with me. It was like other vendors. But I got them both. I said, we just need to talk. Stop texting. Stop emailing. I said, we're talking today. Yep. So give me a time. Yeah. I said, look. I straight up like everybody's going to take a deep breath I said this is your wedding I said I am here for you I said and we're going to have a great time I said so let's just whatever was going on and whatever you're thinking I said that like let's just move forward and it's it's about you and so I made it about them and again put my ego here you know, I kind right. of, you know, removed yourself just removed from it. myself. Because right. it right. wasn't, had nothing to do with you. No. Right. And, and so I just had, to, you know, I had to assert that and, and make them, you know, let them work it out and right. give them the opportunity. Right. And so sometimes that space is important. Right. But it's, it's, it's okay. Like sometimes you do have to say it, but you have to also be like, you know, in sociology in my field, right. We have to also think about the consequences. Right. So when we do say things or we do do things, we have to be okay with the consequences yeah. for those actions. And we yeah. don't think about that like at all. Well, not if you're in the heat of No, of the exactly. And you can't, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely don't. But that is also when I was in, you know, psychotherapy, um, you know, you are taught to... Um, when you have to, if to... If you tell somebody something... You have to realize that you, the only advantage you're getting is that you're getting it out of you. So you're not telling somebody something for what they're going to say back to you. Right. You're telling somebody something because you holding that in is doing bad inside of your body. Absolutely. So when you, t- so if, if I say to somebody, well, you know what? Uh, you know, whatever. It is. You, you hurt my feelings when you said blah, 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 blah. Um, you have to know that at that point, you very well may not have somebody come back and say, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. Because somebody could turn around and go, well, I don't know what to tell you. I 
sorry, feel, you know, like, you know, oh, well, like, you know, and so now you'll feel if you worse. don't have the right head, yeah. right now you're going to feel worse. Like, wait a minute. I just told you that. And that's what you're going to say back to me. Yeah. I mean, the Buddhists have this saying, um, and again, I'm, I'm the guy kind of like partially Christian, partially, thanks for all those like little yes, thank buttons you for the too. Likes, guys. Um, you know, holding on to those things, like, like holding on to a hot coal, right? That's anger, right? For someone or like that argument and expecting them to get hurt by it. Yep. And, or expecting someone to be as empathetic as you are, yep. right? And be understanding and they just don't. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, you know, again, greet it, but put it down, put yep. it over here and not worry about it. And it will, it will make it, make it easier. Um, and, and, uh, I think that's, you know, lots of good lessons today and, 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 and talk. And, um, we are here on Miami, Miami Mike, Mike radio, radio, right? I'll give the plug right there. And good job. I am Dr. Paul and Karen, right? And we're rocking out here. Um, so we appreciate all of you out there. There's so many names up there that I can't even keep up and right. say hello. And of course we can't see. And everybody knows that we're really talking. So I don't even see comments. I just see people in. I haven't seen like one comment yet. So I think everybody's Fixated. just really intently listening, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Maybe we're changing the cosmic realm around us right now. Yeah. The space time continuum. I think that's, yeah, like time, like wild. Um, and I've been writing some, some new poetry, but I have an old poetry. We haven't even talked about, yeah, I know. Talked gonna, about my book. We haven't um, talked about a lot of things. Crazy we got stuff. Stuck. Yeah. All right. Um, so wait, what is the name of this? Spirals of love. Yeah. I think th- as you can see, there's little stickies in here because if I, not that I know Paul, this is the first time I met him, but He's very uh, organized, exactly what I am not. Um, so he has all of his, his things there. Now, before, we're going to talk about spirals of love, but I don't even know. So are you married? Are you single? What's your deal? Oh, goodness. It is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long history to that. Um, it, that's I like am, on the uh, social media, it's complicated? <laughs> no, yeah. like No, it's not It's not complicated. I'm in a very, um, a very amazing relationship right now. Okay. Um, but it it's 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 exactly kind of like what I mean. It's it's actually in this book. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to know my my relationship or at least the beginnings of it um, and more about kind of love, I think that's what that's kind of what love is. And is where where spiral. can we get this book? You can get it direct from me. You can you can DM me and buy it direct. It's also available Barnes and Nobles. It's okay. on Amazon. Okay. Um, it's available direct through Balboa Press. It's in um, some bookstores up in the Capital District too. So it's called Spirals of Love: A Journey into the Abyss of the Heart Space by Paul E. How do you say your last name? Calarco. Calarco. Yeah. Junior. So that's the book right there. And what we'll do for anybody on Facebook, um, when we finish, we will um, put the link in so yeah. that if they, they need to, to find you. Yeah, and you could like, like I said, you could like me, you could message me, I can send you um, an autographed like you, copy no. too. <laughs> we, well, we hope so. And, and, and I think, you know, I think that's the thing too. I, speaking of liking, like, who cares if no one if no one likes it? Like I didn't write I didn't write this for for anyone but me. Actually, I kind of wrote this for me and 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 my partner, right? But then but then I thought like I wanted to share it with with the world because it would be an important thing, 
right? And and so I thought about ways in which, right, that's kind of how we started this. Like, how could we contribute? How can we leave leave a positive impact or a legacy? And I felt right. that this was like an, an amazing way uh, uh, to do that. And now, are so, those you is are those poems? Is that poetry or is it a book? It's uh, it's a little bit of writing okay. and a lot of bit of poetry. Okay, and so. I didn't intend to write a book. Um, I actually was visiting, as we said earlier, um, if you're just tuning in, I was visiting with a mentor locally. Um, he's going to be 90 uh, this Amazing. coming year. And, and I've known him since like 1995, so a really long time. And he's one of the reasons why I'm a professor. And so it was like, wow. you know, you have to, you have to, you know, don't forget your past, right? And, right. and don't forget the people. And, and, and another thing too that I was thinking on the way down is that each and every one of us we didn't do this by ourselves. Right. We've all had people who have helped us, yep. who have got us through difficult times, or have put our, their arms around us, yep. or the, all those teachers that you had that yep. you like hated. Yep. And if you really look back, you learned some really, probably really the good impacts. Yes, the, the ones you hated the, the most, things. were the ones that probably brought the most lessons yeah, I used to, to you. I used yep. to wish death. I, yeah. I joke about this in my class, like on my fourth grade teacher, Miss Hunter. If you're out there, like <laughs> I appreciate the corporal punishment that was actually kind of illegal. <laughs> But it made me like, you know, like realizing the things that I learned through that. Yeah. And so, you know, I try to do that and pay tribute to and homage to like those people yeah. and, and that, you know, even our, our children too, like it does, it takes a village, you know? Yeah. And so all of those, all of those babysitters and caregivers and relatives yeah, and right? where it came from. Don't, you can't, you can't. I think and that's like an Italian thing yeah. too, I think Never too, like that whole idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of started as just, and I don't even know, like I just, I had an empty journal and I had just met this woman and I was like blown away and I'm still blown away. And it's like, just wanted to like write this stuff. And I just started writing and scribbling in this journal and it was just scribbles and I read them and she liked them or she cried or whatever it was. And and I just kept writing whenever I felt inspired. And sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night or I'd like, like she would leave and, and I'd harness that, like harness that, that leaving, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, again, like we were talking about some like, like full on leaving, like leaving the planet, right? Leaving the mortal realm, like, and harnessing that and, and, and trying to use that to drive you forward. Right. And so the same thing was like, that kind of drove the pen. And so mm -hmm. I was like tapped in, tuned in, you know, turned on as uh, Abraham Hicks would say. And so yeah. I would just write and write and write and just, you know, kept writing until I had this whole book filled up. That's amazing. And then I was like, well, what do I do with it? And I didn't know I was just going to like keep it. And then one day I, I, I shared it outside of my relationship and I asked, I was like, can I share it? So I shared it with a couple of colleagues and he took one of my entries, brought it home to his romantic partner and he's like, thank you. Like, you know, it was like, so like, like she wept <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, that was like the, the thumbs up to kind of move forward. And so I decided to self-publish it and, and it came out, um, dropped last November Okay. And uh, because I wear so many hats, if you rewind this video, you can see all the things that I that I do do. And so this is kind of, you know, 
third on the list or, or down on the list, but, you know, I'm trying to promote it. And, you know, one of the reasons why I'm here, um, a little bit of exposure and, and uh, again, to make the world a better place too, but to like, let people know about this. Um, and one of the things like I was like, I don't just want a poetry book, I wanted to send a message to someone too. Um, so to paraphrase something that's in here, it's like, you know, you can connect with your romantic partner by reading this, you can just connect to love. You know, and, 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 and I think, you know, there's a saying like it's better to have loved and lost than to have loved at never loved at all. And to have those experiences and to think about there are people right now on this planet that have never hugged like a member of the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever their desire is to never have had that. And we just talked earlier about how important hugs are. Yeah. And so to have that longing and to have that like never happen to you. Yeah. And so I've been so blessed in my life and not early on in my like adult life. I was like, I couldn't get a date if I, if I paid for one, like when I was in high school, Hmm. you know, but I like, you know, I kind of grew up, matured and then I was, that wasn't an issue. Um, But I'll tell you, like, be careful what you wish for because I wished like for relationships and I wished for love and I got it. So you better be specific. And so when you start spiraling down the love journey, it is not an easy one. It is a very challenging one. And there is no relationship out there that is easy. If, there's, if it's easy, then there's probably something wrong. Um, because relationships, they, they go round and round and you get lost and you get stuck and you argue here and then you make it. And, and ultimately, hopefully, you make it to the other side and, and you yeah. find that heart again. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. And I think, you know... In our culture right now, you know, as a sociologist and looking at relationships and love, I think we we give up too fast hmm. and we're so fast. And that was the thing, too. We said, like, like the life you want, you have to give up your old life. Right. And, and a lot of us don't think about what we're giving up or what the consequence of our actions are going to be. And so I think that whole idea of like mindfulness, too, in your relationship and you you have to think before you act and react and like you know again it's okay to argue but you know get out of that maze and um you gotta come back exactly well a real relationship you know if you truly you know are invested you know i I don't want to say you fall in and out of love because it, it wouldn't that wouldn't be accurate to say but you know there are times when you're with somebody that you know you want to kill them and then there right. are times when you're with someone and you never want to be apart from them. And I feel like, you know, with those times of wanting to kill each other, um, you come around to those times where you never want to leave each other because it builds more and right. it's more of a foundation. And and I, I think, and I talk about this a lot on my show, um, you know, the climate right now, for those of us that aren't with someone you know, uh, that meaningful, um, you know, it's a very, like for me, you just said, is it better to have loved and lost than to never have loved before? So I've asked myself that question a number of times. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I asked myself that question was because of how hard it is for me now. So meaning when you don't know what you're missing, you live your life differently, right? So, like, but then 
had I not known that love, I wouldn't be who I am right. today. Because that has empowered me to get up. Absolutely. So it's a hard, but it makes my heart hurt that much more. I'm grateful, don't get me wrong. But it makes my heart hurt that much more because I know how amazing that is. And it's very sad for me to be looking and out, you know, on yeah. all of this, you know, to, to have the have shows on um, you know, the the climate and on dating and on all these mm-hmm. things. And I've been I'm on all ends of the spectrum. So I've seen it all, and even the other day, I had, somebody was here, and they said, oh, thank God, I would never want to date. I remember my husband and I, we went out somewhere, and, and we came home. He goes, oh, Jesus Christ, thank God, I don't never have to deal with that shit again. Yeah. Who wants to be in that situation? And I'm like, thank you, you motherfucker, I'm in this situation. You know, so mm. it's, it, and and it, it's worse now. I mean, it, is. it really is so it much really worse. Is. I mean, okay, so you're on sociology. Like, what what happened? Why, when did we all get so doomed? Like, huh. you know, I mean, I, what happened? I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of changes and shifts. And, and so I'm a, I'm a big member of the spiritual community to have a lot of kind of spiritual friends and that kind of, you know, and that part of like religion and spirituality and so i think there's a lot of there's a lot of changes and shifts happening and so like i've seen the changes and shifts in me and i've seen the changes and shifts in in others and so i find myself in a space where i'm connecting with like-minded people right and people like right your vibe attracts your tribe and so i don't see a lot of that but i know it and i mean I, i when i when i'm out and I do go out or like say I'm at, I'm DJing a wedding and I do see the other side. But thankfully, mm-hmm. again, I connect with like with brides and grooms that that really emulate who I am. Right. And so that's Absolutely. kind of an amazing thing. Yep. Like I'm not chasing a dollar. Right. They're coming to me and desiring me. And I think that's a different it's a different mentality than just taking anything or going out there and 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 pushing. Right. Right. And so allowing. And so, but I do see it and, and, um, and he's darn right. Like thankful, like not to have to do it. And I think what we want to do is we want to try to like either force it or, or not take the deliberate steps to allow it to. Um, and it goes back to like what we were talking about, like, like self love and self care. And I do talk about a little piece of that in here. Like, like what does it take to actually to, attract like your romantic partner that you want. Like if you're bad mouthing yourself where you're going to attract someone that's, that's going to bad, bad mouth you, you or if yeah. you don't value yourself or you, you know, you have low self esteem. Well, somebody's going to keep knocking that down yep. probably that you're going to attract to you too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it doesn't mean that once you connect with that person, that you're not going to have to work on all those other what we call like the shadow sides of us because we all have that right and it's about moving moving forward like again using some of those analogies we already talked about it's like moving forward in your relationship and do you move closer and do you work through it or do you move apart right right and so and that's it most people it's instant gratification and people just want to give up and the the truth of the matter is is that 
in the climate we're in now, okay, so, you know, I'm, I mean, you know, anybody in their 40s, 50s, you know, 60s, you know, you're established at this point as a human, hopefully, mm-hmm. right? You have, uh, you know, hopefully you have a residence. Hopefully you have a career. You probably have had a family. Um, you know, so the the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, like we don't need the same things anymore, right? We don't need to build a life with someone because we have a life already. Right. So now if if we're not on the same page... I'm not, I don't have to deal with you. So now I'm not going to have to deal with you. We don't have to go out to dinner. We don't have to connect. Let's just have sex, you know, because it's easier, right? Because you know what? I had a long day. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. All right, let's just get together. We'll do whatever. You go your way. I go my way. And no one gives a shit about nobody anymore. And And, there's no connection. And you're right. I think, right. That's, that's, reminds me of where we were going like that that idea that there is and there there are people who have that mindset yeah right and 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 the thing is like to to be gendered like that used to be in a sense mainly the male mindset right and so what we're seeing is we're seeing this rise of women strong who who are completely embracing the 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 masculine side and we all have both yeah we all have masculine and feminine yep. and we have to balance them. So yeah, so there is this climate right now and I've seen it and friends of friends or I, I've, I've met, met women, you know, for over the last 10 years who were like, were okay with that, but I wasn't, right? right? I was like, no, like, like I want a relationship I, that's not, and, and some of my male friends are like, what, why? Like that's... <laughs> perfect right. no right. And not for me right. that's not my perfect because i i need a, a a true connection right and i and i hold things like that very sacred right and and we don't we don't realize that right but it, when you start reading in religion and you know if you read the bible if you read the quran if you read you know these things are are, are very very sacred it's like you know it's like family yeah. right and procreation and if you're if you already have a family or you're past that, well, it's about co-creation, right? right? Are we doing something like right now? We're doing this show, right? Right? Together, we're creating this, right? right? Out there, right? Positively, we're right. coming both with individual experiences, positivity, right. and we're putting that out there collectively. And it's that's why we're seeing a lot of those like those love buttons being pushed because it's like together is better than. And more powerful than you know one, but when you're doing it like in a in a negative way, you know it's like it's like that's not Ugh. that's not how it's supposed to be supposed to be done. But not to say like that if we both agree, <laughs> right? If we both agree and there's no negative kind of mindset going in like right. I'm not using you and you're not using me and in a sense like that right. like maybe it's okay spiritually but I don't know like I'm not the judge and jury I think right. each and every one of us has our own set of morals and and but for me that never worked I had to have like I had to have it all or or nothing right well unfortunately you know the, the like I said the climate has changed so much that so much it's 
it's it's like you know survival of the fittest so i talk a lot on the show about the blurred lines between you know masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. and i i've talked about all the time that you know a lot of women now they don't need a man okay because years ago when you know yeah, right. A woman needed a man. A man was the one that, you know, hunted, got the food, yeah. took care of his family. Right. And the, the classic, woman, what we call gender roles, right? right. The provider. Absolutely. Whatever yes. it is, right? There you go. So Flintstones. That was right. So yeah. That was how it was, and that's how a lot of us were raised, right? And also the expectations, and right? The expectations. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that we're in this place now where. You know, you have a lot of these women, uh, maybe they they were married and maybe their husbands didn't do the things they were supposed to do. Mm. Um, so the women have now needed to step up. So they have taken on this masculine role because right. the men fell short. Now, that it does not mean all men fall short by any means, but... In, in in what I see, a lot of women like for, like I'll give an example. When I you know when my husband was alive, he used to break my balls. He would call he was screw gun guy. I was pots and pans girl, and I used to tell him to fuck himself because I don't like that that gender thing. I'll kill you. I'll hit you with the pan. Never mind. Mm-hmm. But it was like know your role, you know. So I am the man, and I'm the one that puts things together. I'm the one that does this, this, and that. You're the woman. Go make me a cup of coffee while I do all those things. Mm -hmm. Now, did I like that? No. But he was not... It wasn't a disrespectful thing whatsoever. It was just, you know what? If you and I are doing a show and and we say, okay, well, when I'm talking, you don't talk. And when you're talking, (laughs) I don't talk. That's just... I'm not telling you what to do. It's just... Comment. It's just how a yin and a yang works. And it worked. Right. It worked. The relationship worked. And right, if it works, okay. You got to allow. But that's the whole thing is that I allowed him to be the man. I am a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. I can take over without a problem. But I didn't want to be the man. Right. So, yes. Uh, first of all, like, and, and so we would be at the beach club or something. Well, and- actually, let me say that too because that reminds me like, like in – my relationship, like especially like my my marriage, and I'm I'm divorced. I was divorced, and and in my marriage, sometimes I didn't want to be the man, yeah. right? But you know, and I was doing a lot of the feminine stuff too, like cooking, cleaning. Like somebody asked me the other day, like, "What do you What do you do?" I was like, "I do it all." They're like, "Wow, you do it all." I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. I was like, "I have to." As a single yeah. dad, yeah, I have to cook, and I want to set an example, and yep. fresh fruit, and all this stuff, and yep. people are like. Well, you do all that in the morning. You pack that in their lunch. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. But I I learned that. Like I learned that by not by example. Growing up, I learned by example what not to do. Like right. as the man, right? Right. I didn't want that. You know, marital resentment. But at the same time, for me, like I was doing it all, and sometimes I didn't want to do the man stuff. Like I was like, why? why am I changing all the diapers and have to bring out the trash too? Right. Or why do I have to drive all the time? Right. I don't want to drive. And she's like, well, you're the man, you drive. I'm like, wait, no. And so I think that's what we have to find is yeah. we find a balance and we have to like learn to to communicate that yeah. 
and I don't think that we that we do that a lot in our relationships is is communicate and yeah. and say like how we feel without being upset or angry about it, right? right? Right. Well, yeah, because you have to. But but again, if the lines are blurred, then that's the pro- that's the problem. So mm-hmm. I mean, I did a show, a, a, like one of my first shows with my friends Andre Whitfield, who's actually writing a book about all of this as well. And you know, it like he would say, I would hold the door. I was holding the door for a woman, and she was like, "You don't have to hold the door. I could hold the door myself." Mm. And he was like, "I'm sorry. I'm holding the door for you." And so <laughs> it's, you have to do tough, what works you yeah. know, for you. So like uh, the example I was trying to, I was going to say before, you know, when we would be, let's say like at, at, you know, the beach club or whatever, these women were putting stuff together. They're laying sheetrock, they're right. screwing this, that, and the other. And I'm like, holy cow. I'm looking at them like. I wouldn't even know what to do with that tool. Like, I don't even know, you know, I knew what the tools were mm-hmm. because I, you know, I was always, the, the, you know, he was in construction, so I knew what was what. But I never knew. And you know what? If I went to pick it up, he would be like, are you kidding me right now? Put that down. I'll do it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I want it done now. He's like, well, I'm not doing it now. And I'm like, fine, then I'll do it myself. And I'm bashing holes in the wall or whatever because, you know, I'm impatient. <laughs> But, you know, mm-hmm. it was, and they would say to me, well, why don't you learn how to do this stuff? And I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, it would piss him, it would upset him. It wouldn't piss mm-hmm. him off. It would, this is what he does. And you know what? After now that I have no, like, I'm, I don't know how to do anything. And then every time I try and I do a little something, I'm like, oh my God, like, I feel vindicated that I, I figured out how to do it. Like you and- said, you made your lunches, you know, for the kids and you do these things. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You have to, mm-hmm. right? You have to. You're an intelligent man. You'll figure it out, right? I yeah. Mean- and it's a, it's amazing too, like, like the power of like this information superhighway too. Like YouTube helps like historically you couldn't do it you couldn't yeah. learn how to do it because you had no idea no how no idea now you can you can find it you can figure it out um but yeah this this change and shift in how we're in relationships and how people are in relationships and not really in relationships yeah. or don't take relationships seriously or say hey no I'm not doing relationships or I'm in an open relationship like what yeah. what is that you know and again I'm like, whatever you want to do, that's okay. But that's not for me. Wait, I posted something the other day, which I think is perfect. It's a situation shift. I saw that. I don't yeah. want anything serious. Let's just chill. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have sex. Not ready for a relationship. Oh, crap. We have real feelings for each other. Still not ready to be officially together. Let's just see. But you better not be dealing with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a funny, um, it, it's a funny thing because again, the difference is, is that people don't quote unquote need each other meaning for life's every day. They don't realize that you, people do need each other because love is something that everybody needs and that's going to fill your soul and all the other things are just incidentals at that point. You know, okay, you, you want to cook, you cook. Okay, mm-hmm. great. You want to do that? All right, fine. You know, I don't like to drive. Like, I don't mind cooking. I hate cleaning. So I'll cook. You straighten up afterwards. That's all. I mean, it's just, it got to flow. Right. And I think like, like, you know, people say like, don't, 
like non-attachment i think we've like overused that mm-hmm. like that i like not attached not attached to anything and you know they pull Detached. it out of like yeah they pull that out of like like buddhism and stuff and and i don't think that that's that is applicable to relationships and my my friend sarah norad wrote a piece um and and there's a little piece of her in, in this book too and i thank her for that but she wrote about about attachment and how it's it's not a bad thing yep and and so it you know, it was like always like, no, I'm not attached, not attached, not attached. But, but okay, that's good for like the, the, the priest, right? The priest is not supposed to be attached to anything, but we are not priests. If you want to be a yo, you know, this uh, Buddhist master, um, or, you know, Zen master or whatever, and you want to go on the mountain, you can't be attached to anything because you have to be there in that space. And that's how you're going to learn about life and love and everything being on the mountain. But if you're in a relationship, right, it's about relating with the other person. Right. And you have to be attached to that. You have to be committed to that. You have to be committed to, to talking. You have to be committed to understanding. You know, and that's not easy, right? It's not easy to uh, to communicate. And, and again, like that whole idea of like, like you know, oh, that will that upset me? And then you upset that person and then you have this, you know, this spiral out of control and then it's up to you to kind of get that back and to want a desire to communicate and get that back and, and get back to that other heart and, and, and connect. Right. But then what do we do? We, we, and then we're like, bye. Right. Run away. Ghost. And I, and I, you know what? And I am kind of like, I'll admit, like I'm kind of like a runner too. Like, but I usually will nudge back and say sorry or you know let's let's talk or let you know and hey are you around and like you know and 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 attempt to connect and see like where are we at right you know and that's just that's just kind of the thing and and i think we're we're very very fast to do that and i think hollywood paints a very a very horrible message to it with the the seven month marriage or the 17 month marriage and you know, they make it seem like, like, you know, relationships are expendable. And, and, uh, I, I don't think that's a really good lesson, you well, know, especially with, with technology and everything, you know, everything is at your fingertips and, you know, I want it now, I want it now. And when you have to actually work for something, yeah. um, it has a much different, uh, you know, it, it, it has a different outcome. You guys are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy live on MiamiMikeRadio.com and you're listening to my guest today, Dr. Paul, who is talking to us about a little bit of everything. He is a PhD. Um, he's a yogi. He's a poet. He's an author, and this is his book right here, Spirals of Love, which you can get on, wait, let me see if you can see it. You can get it on Amazon. Um, You can get it in Barnes & Noble, and you can also get it directly from him. Um, So again, it's uh, Paul E. Calarco. That's it. Junior. Yes. Um, And also, he's a DJ. And let's, I mean, before we talk about the other thing that you do, I want to talk about one other thing. Um, you mentioned children. How old are your children? Uh, they're 10 and 12. So and you have two boys? And, and it's, yeah, two boys. And it's a wild thing, I think, 10 and 12 today. Two. Because they're, like, in some ways, like, they're adults, right? Yeah. 
And and then in some ways they're still babies. Yeah. And so that was one of the things we talked about earlier. If you're just tuning in, it's like yeah. hugs. <laughs> and so hugging your child, like when they're out of control and going up and just like that, that's the easiest way to diffuse like an upset child is to just grab them and say, Hey, hold on. Let me hug you. I love you. And I do that like with my oldest, especially because he's very easily excited and even my youngest, like he'll just have like, maybe he'll have that grumpy, like that grumpy attitude. He'll be hangry or whatever yeah. it is that's bothering him. And I like will look at him and I'll be like, I know like that there's love in your heart. Right. And I'll find it and, and, and get him out of that space. Right. And, and usually again, then it's, then it's a hug. It's like, get over here and hug him. No, I don't want to. And then I hug him and it's for more than 20 seconds. And that's when you have to count. And so we count. And then I'm like, try not to smile, you know? <laughs> and you can't. You can't not. Your mood will 100% change. I want everybody out there to try this. Even like hugging yourself, it puts you in a better mood. Um, and so that's, that's really, really, a, you know, a big, a big thing is, 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 is connecting, right? And, and also it's energy, you know, so uh, people don't realize that energy, you know, um, vibrates. So like, for instance, you and I are sitting next to each other. We're sharing each other's energy. Mm-hmm. So people don't realize that, that sometimes you can be sitting next to somebody and, you know, and then you leave and you don't. Either you feel really good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you feel like, oh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. And you don't realize that you picked up someone else's energy. Absolutely. So hugging is exchanging. And I know I, I, I used to deal with a healer that you would go heart, like she would go heart to heart. So she would always hug on the left so mm-hmm. that the heart would, would go, you know, yeah. to each other, you know, heart to heart. And, you know, I know for me personally... Always, and and I guess it's just something like an aha moment. I never liked anyone to touch me. Mm. I always liked, don't touch me. I don't care. You don't know me. Don't touch me. I thought it was just because I was from the Bronx. But (laughs) now that I think about it, I think I just didn't like people touching me because I didn't like them. Yeah, it's important. touch me. People don't realize that. And it goes back to like, you know, things that we were saying earlier about yeah. like engaging in intimacy. You're, you're not just, you're not just touching, like you're exchanging the most powerful energy, like in the universe. Yep. And you're not just going to rub off on each other, but that's going to stay with you for a while. Yep. And especially if you're exchanging fluids and, you're and you, sex, right. Yeah. And so that you have to really be cognizant of, like who you are partnering with and that like, do you want those consequences? You want those spiritual consequences. And you know, if you work with healers, they'll, they'll tell you, you got a whole bunch of stuff you need to work out. And it's probably because you were, you were rubbing with the wrong people. And, um, and that thing too, like I've never felt comfortable with, with people, with people touching me, unless I like know them, yeah. unless I knew them, and sometimes when I'm DJing, people will, like throw their arm around me to make me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's because like, yeah, like I want my space. Yeah. I was listening to a band, and somebody which kept like, I was like, I just want my space, and he got yeah. very angry and upset with me. Yeah. And because he did, like I, I left because I didn't want pro. I felt 
and I knew there was a, a problem going to come. Yep. And you have to like just be aware of that. And so do some reading on some of Listen, that yeah. some of that stuff. I would love to do a little reading right for, for, for the listeners out there. I, I forgot. I wait, you. wait, I forgot what, what station are we on? Miami Mike Radio. <clears throat> That's right. And Dr. Paul and <laughs> Dr. Karen right here. Okay. And so yeah, this is this is my book and um, if you if you rewind the podcast, it came from you know this journey of love and and so um, I think this is I'll save that one. I, I dog-eared a couple of a couple of pages. We talked about time, and I and I started writing poetry again, and I've always been interested in time and and talk about the material. I always wanted I always wanted a Rolex, right? Okay. Like who doesn't? And so. I had an opportunity to buy one, and then when I had the opportunity, I decided not to because I was like, "What's the point?" Right. Right. It's 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 just gonna tick the time, and it's yeah. like I can't take it with me. Right. <laughs> right. And it's just this this material thing right. to keep space. Right. And so you know, it's not that I part of me because that's how we're raised, right? And materialistically yep. here, and that I would like one. So if anyone out there wants to send me one, go ahead. I'll wear it in, in good health. But at the same time, like. Like it's it doesn't say who I am. Right. Like right, I could be wearing a t-shirt. Like you're wearing a t-shirt. I don't think less of you for wearing a t-shirt. Or if I was wearing, I was wearing a t-shirt earlier, and I wear a t-shirt as a, as a professor. And I'm like, I ask my students, does this make me less of a of a professor or a teacher? And it's no. It's what you what's what's inside. What we're kind of taught. So this this poem's about about time. Time, it slipped away again. I thought I was okay alone just a day ago, and I am. I thought I was all right, and I am. I thought I was in love, and I am. However, I woke up, or I woke, and being alone was better with you, but this time it was different. I had my head down, and time slipped away. The 50 minutes felt like 50 days because day shifted to night. Not knowing how long I slept, I woke up lost, alone, no memory, no recollection, blank, until I got up, until I knew you were still there. I had felt the same feeling once before, exhausted. I fell involuntarily into slumber next to you, waking two hours later to such repose. It was a deflated sadness to know I had been next to you and not been there. Mm. The same as moments earlier until I realized you were. That you still were. So, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes, like, I don't know if you ever woke up. Like, that happens, like, used to happen when I used to go away to college. Like, you, or if you stay in a hotel room. Yeah. Like, you wake up and you feel like, all oh, disoriented. Like, where am I? Who am yeah. I? And so, you know, that was like, like capturing that feeling of being next to the partner and like, was that real? Did it, we, we just do that? Did right. that just happen? Right. And oh my goodness, they're there. And like that, I think that's like, like parallel to love or a synonym to love is like appreciation, like, right. Appreciating the moment, appreciating the time. And so that's kind of what this stemmed, this book stemmed out of like that appreciation for the sharing of time like our most precious commodity 
And it is. That is the most. I mean, I never realized that um, until you do, because you know what? Time is the one thing you can never get back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when you were talking about like even Eminem, how he writes these songs and he gets these snapshots of his child. You know, I I had, you know, I had three jobs at any given time. Mm -hmm. And I, if you would have told me when I was pregnant with my son that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, I would tell you you were out of your mind. Mm -hmm. And once I became a mother and my child needed me, nothing else mattered. So, like, you were seeing how people ask, you know, what you do and how that defines you. And I've said this on the show before. You know, people would say to me, oh, well, what do you do? And I would say, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend would be like, why do you say that? Like, you, you know, you do so much more. And I'm like, because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. I am Noah's mom. That's who I am. Everything else is secondary in my world. That's who I am. Everything else I do, I do, you know, like you were saying, you know, author, poet, you know, that's third, that's fourth, that's fifth, right? Because time is something that you will never get back. So, you know, if you miss the first words, they don't come again. That's not the first words. It's the fifth word or whatever it is you know and don't get me wrong in life you can't always do that you're not always blessed to be able to do that and there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made for you to do that but time is the one thing you will never get back and and i'll I'll, my husband used to say to me all the time you know because we were saving for this trying to do this trying to do that and he would say i would say can we go out to dinner tonight and he'd (laughs) go um well do you want to get the lamp for the living room or do you want to go out to dinner so when he would say that you know i don't want to be a brat so i like i'll both but you know so yeah. i'm like can i both and he'll look at me and and so i'm like all right fine i guess it's the lamp i you know i know you know it's practical or whatever mm. and after losing him i would take that dinner over that lamp sure any day i would sit in the dock so if anybody ever asks me that question again it's gonna be i want your time yeah or the right the experience right yeah and that's a lesson that i again that i've been learning too. like take the experience yeah um you got another page i can't believe time i have yeah like a couple more pieces i think to close it um because we're gonna we're gonna have to go so this is about leaving (laughs) see and (laughs) And so eventually you have to go, she said. It wasn't until that point had I thought beyond the momentary heaven-like bliss state that I, that we, had worked ourselves to. For a brief point in time, we were able to join the angels in a dance. It wasn't until that point that I looked at her and realized that we would one day be angels ourselves, become part of the infinite. All I could think about was what I remember. I know that is why I'm urged to scribble these notes so when days turn to years, when years turn to centuries, that I may recall those five words and her wonderfully warm hands as they lay on my chest in my deep breath, my deepest adoration for her, and knowing and solace that this love is infinite. You know, and so... Again, I just scribbled that and, and had no idea, no idea what I was writing. And so they just came in and became this book. Um, so another just brief little little piece 
about life because it, it, it goes by so fast. Like, right, the 10 years of your son's life, of my son's life, just in an eye blink. And you have to appreciate those those little moments. And hopefully you have them. Yeah. Right? Right. Life is Take fleeting. Take moments in time. Yeah. Life is fleeting. And love is to maximize the time between the milestones. Mm. Right? So you have these these moments and... Like, what are you doing in between? Yeah. Right? And Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, right? That's like, eat, drink, and be merry. But also, like, like moderation, right? It's all, life is all about yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I'll talked about that, right? Balancing the masculine, the feminine. Balancing, yeah. like, what your, you know, what your vices are. Yeah. And this goes out to a, a poet that I've kind of, I, I guess, maybe been inspiring, like, she has a, some great prose. I'm like, write a book. And she's like, I'm thinking about it. So I thought about this today and I made this analogy of like butterflies and like the monarch is such a, an amazing butterfly. And, and that monarch is going to fly 3,000 miles that journey. And along, this is what I thought of today. This is my like poem for the day or whatever was just thinking about the monarch spreading the color mm. for 3,000 miles. Like, so... You could think about yourself, like what are you, what are you doing along your walk around you, you know, along your journey? Are you spreading, you know, color and love and 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 all of those things? So I thought of that that beautiful monarch. So this is entry number eighty, and there are eighty one in the book. Love should make you feel color. In love, you see the silver lining in everything. True love can only be found when love for self unconditional love for self is present real love is clarity alignment divine guidance with this kind of love all things are possible and 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 i think amen. and i and i do amen to, really i think i do i i firmly believe that all things are possible and and so that's kind of like this right now yeah you know, like, like in some way, shape and form, I feel like I, I did imagine this and I imagine this and, and, and some people, uh, you know, should be reminded that everything you have right now at some point you wanted. Yeah. So think about the reasons for why you wanted those things and maybe that'll bring you back maybe to that other part. Yeah. Not everything. Not everything. Sometimes <laughs> life happens and you yes. don't want those things to happen. Sure. But yeah, I mean, it was part of your, well, the thing that I think I've what I learned and I always said is that like when people are put into your life, their destiny is still their destiny and your destiny is still your destiny. Mm -hmm. So I always say like, you know, like I was my late husband's forever. He wasn't my forever. So we were put on this earth to have this journey together to create this beautiful life Um, and to, you know, connect as we did and his journey, you know, took him to a different place and mine is still here. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, some life happens and it's not necessarily, that wasn't my life. It was his life. And when we lose people, that's their life. That was their plan. And, and people have told me that are in, you know, we, I have healers. We, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, 
Terry was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's a, a psychic medium. I remember I watched some of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said, you know, you write, you write, I believe it was her that said that, you know, you, you write your life, you know, you write everything down. So you already created that path. Mm-hmm. It's already written. You are, your soul already planned this all out. You're just executing it now. Right. So, it, you know, we don't realize that because there's a much bigger picture. Yeah, and you can't, you, I mean, that's where you have to, like, you have to let go of the reins and yeah. and, and allow life to, to be regardless, yeah. right? And we, we shared that and we talked about yeah. this this loss and, right, someone said, you know, there's the, a reason, right? There's always a reason. And, and again, some relationships weren't meant to be forever. There, there was a purpose, right? Yeah. So when we're reflecting on the past, we're trying to figure that out. Well, maybe it's not meant to be figured out, but, or, and, and some relationships, like, like one lesson for me was like, closure doesn't always happen. Right. And you have to be okay with that. You yeah. have to just say, okay, well, I I still have to go forward. I can't like like I don't I, I can't ask for that reason again because it's not coming. There is no reason. You have to move forward and 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 be open to other things like getting out. Go, don't just you know like I did that the other day. I went out. I took a different path. I went to a a different restaurant, and then I realized at the end of the day when I got home. I ran into two old friends I hadn't seen in years in the same the same place. One was in the supermarket online. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, oh, I just had another baby. I haven't seen you. Let's work out. And then when I was leaving, I saw this other buddy that I hadn't seen since the summer. And I was like, That's, that was like, you know, all of that, just getting out of the house, going around, the restaurant being closed I was going to go to. And I was like a little bit frustrated, but I was just like, okay, no big deal. I just went for a nice Sunday drive on a Thursday. <laughs> and then I ended up running into these, you know, these people that I hadn't seen. So, but if I had stayed home and not got out, then I would, that would have never happened, right? Well, and I always say we never are going to know why. We just have to ask what. So you, you don't know why things happen. You just have to ask, like, you know, what am I supposed to learn from this? Absolutely. What am I supposed to get from That's it? it? So you chose to go a different route. And, and the reason is because you needed to see these other two people to connect with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it happens. And sometimes, like, I guess you were having a, a crappy day. Um, yeah, totally. I was having, like, this really downer day. Wanted to just stay on the couch and... And and then I was like, I really wanted this like this Asian food. I really wanted this Vietnamese food. And then I got all the way there, forty minutes, thirty five minutes, and it was closed. Ugh. I was like disappointed, but I was like, but I I did. I just threw it up, and I was like, okay, whatever. This is just the you know the road that I'm taking. And then again, another forty minutes back, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get myself like treat myself to some ice cream. Like like I want some ice cream, some Ben and Jerry's, and then I ran into those people and I was like, that was it. That was it. That was yeah. to see, to see Adam, you know, and, and, uh, and connect with him, reconnect with him. So. Yeah. It, I mean, and, and it, it, you know, and, and things happen. Everybody says, Oh, it's such a coincidence. 
there's no coincidences in life you know we we were meant to be there you obviously maybe you were thinking about them maybe they were thinking about you and it, it came to fruition mm-hmm. um which is a good thing right yeah <laughs> and i could have been i worked all day i could have been like you know what i i'm tired i'm not driving down but had a great dinner with the mentor. Had a great, I mean, talk about time Today, flying. Yeah. I know. And thank you for coming. Amazing. Because I know we, we've talked on Facebook. Um, I know you followed the show and, and you know, we would, you, I, I always appreciated your comments and your input in the show. And I was, I had said we should do a show together. For months. And, yeah. yeah. And we just kind of like, um, you know, it, it was just on the back burner. And then I, I don't know how, but we connected and you were like, come on, let's do it. And I was like, okay. And you said, I'll drive down. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't force something to happen. Like we wanted to, but it was like, you were busy. I was busy. It was summer. It was like, yeah. you know, hectic schedules, sure. travel, whatever. And then it's like, okay, just kind of forgot about it for a while. Right. And then it was like. This is, I felt inspired Connected. to say, let's do it. Right. And I was right. like, well, what do you want to talk about? And you were like, let's just roll with it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. But before, I know we're, we're at the end of our rope here time-wise. But one other thing that I wanted to just, I, and I know you, you like, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On your Facebook page, all I see are pictures of before and afters of people <laughs> that are like unbelievably jaw-droppingly crazy. Yeah. What is that about? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a like a nutritional cleansing, nutrition, supplement uh, program. And okay. so uh, it's it's isogenics and it's it's just, it's amazing. Um, and I'm actually working with, with someone um, who is kind of like, you know, got sold a box. And that's what happens with some of these programs is they, you get sold something and then you're not told what to do with it. Right. You know, and, and so she was having like some results and so I said I would I would help and, and help her utilize those nutrients in, in a proper way. And I, I don't have a degree in nutrition, but you know, for me this is what I found that works and is scientifically proven. And so if you follow the program, the paradigm and and, and again you live your life with moderation and healthy and work out and then getting the best foods and also engaging in um, in fasting regimens because that like and healthy fasting, not just like starving yourself and not eating, but doing it in a proper way. Right, there's um, a science to there that. is, and right. and so this is like the no brainer system, and there is zero other systems that work like this. Hmm. Could you do this all by yourself? Sure, but. It, it it's it's not gonna all be in one place for you. Okay. So you get the you get the protein with all the amino acids that your body needs to build muscle, and you're you're getting the the healthy fasting, you know, uh, a system that like all this whole keto movement is about. Right. You get that, and um, you know, you start to burn, you know, your, your visceral fat. And, um, it also gives you things talk about like being heightened, gives you things to stabilize your stress. It gives you, you know, healthy doses of caffeine. If you want those, if you're into bodybuilding, it gives you those other supplements to give you boosts and recover and, uh, maximize, you know, talk about maximizing your time. So 
you know, if anyone is interested in that, they can reach out to me. Um, and uh, I'm taking on, you know, new clients to coach. And so, you know, I took on took on one person because they just wanted to get, you know, get to a place and they reached out to me based on my my stuff. And I was like, she's like, well, what do you do? And, and, I, and she's like, well, I'm doing that. And she told me exactly how she was living in her life. So I was like, that's totally wrong. <laughs> You're not doing a bunch of things that you should be doing. And so that's the thing. And it has to do with like who is who's coaching you and what resources right. you have. Right. And, uh, you know, it takes about two months to get kind of, you know, into a mindset and a pattern. Okay. You know, because in order to change bad habits to better habits, yep. it's 21 days. Yep. At least, you know, it's like, you know... You try to like, you know, quit smoking, which you should. And I want to just throw this out there, like quit, not just quit smoking, but quit vaping. Um, because I just had someone literally tell me today that um, a student of mine came up to me and goes, hey, um, I might have to leave. My friend's lung collapsed yesterday. And I was oh like, my God. I was like, what are you like? What are you doing here? <laughs> I was, I, and I was just thinking, I had in my imagination, the, the, the friend was in the hospital. And then I was like, I was like, okay, if you have to go, you have to go. He's like, no, he's dead. And so this happened this morning. Oh my God. And, and so this young man is like struggling with, with loss because of, you know, maybe, I don't know if it was the vaping, but that's what he said, that mm. the kid's lung collapsed and that he was... He was a regular vapor and I, that's all that I got. It was like, and then five minutes later, he's like, I have to go. And so he said, everyone in their circle was a mess over this. And then, you know, then I open up like, you know, I open up Facebook and, and there's, you know, a piece about, you know, the governor banning um, e-cigarettes in New York after all these illnesses and deaths. Yeah. And so for that to happen, like, you know, talk about no coincidences, but I, I just want to get that out there that I have, you know, I've heard all these negative things about it and, and, and that it wasn't good from the get go. And now seeing the consequences of all of that and, you know, it's being addressed politically, there must be something going on. So, um, you know, I didn't think it was going to touch me that fast and that close. So I hope it's not you know, touching anyone out there um, in the e-verse, the internet verse, but, um, you know, really do your research and, and like stop doing that stuff because you, we, we don't know and uh, we're just learning and, and, and every day I'm seeing something else about these kind of, you know, these e-cigarettes or vaping. So I think it's really, really an important thing. Well, thank you for that. I know I, there's a lot going on, and unfortunately, you know, with the gov- when it comes to the government, uh, we are the test uh, dummies. So, you know, don't get me started on that because that's a whole other situation. But um, I do want to remind everybody that the name of Paul's book is Spirals of Love. And this isn't Paul's book. This is Karen's book now. So that's oh, my yay! Gift for I you. get to read this. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can get this on Amazon. You can order directly from him, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, at the end of the show, we will put a link up um, if Paul has it, mm-hmm. um, or when you get 
when you have a minute, you can add it to there if, if that works better for you. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with Paul. So if, if you're listening on uh, Facebook Live, he is tagged in this post. Um, if you are listening on the radio, Paul E. Calarco, C-A-L-A-R-C-O, Jr., so you can find him, right? Oh, yeah, you, you can, can just Google. Google yeah, it. Google me. Spirals um, of Love. I'm sure it'll absolutely come, come right up. up. Boom. Um, and also, if you want to get in touch with him, I mean, I see all these before and afters, um, and I'm like, like it's unbelievable to see what what's going on with that. So if you're looking for, a, I mean, it's a pretty user friendly plan. You're absolutely, saying. yeah. It's 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 manageable. It's 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 like. But it's if you want to make the change, like that's the thing, like you have to decide that you want it. So I always ask people like, how much do you want to change? Are you, you know, are you, give me out of 10. And if people say, well, then I know they're not ready yet. You know, if they're like, get me, um, I want like, that's it. That's, that's what I, that's what I want. I can't have like, well, well, what, I want to have four beers a week. No, you, you know, or whatever it is. You can't, you can't do that. You can't can't have your cake and eat it too until until you get to a point where you've rid yourself of all of the past choices that you've made and some people it takes a lot longer to work out than others like just to give you an example like after my children like you know I stopped taking care of myself and I was like I was like 185 pounds so I was I was like about 12 pounds overweight not a lot but you know what? It took me healthily, it took me about a year to almost 18 months to do that like in the gym. Yeah. Okay. Through my program, you could do that in a, in a matter of, you know, two or three months in a healthy way, but you can't go back and start, you know, doing those other things again. You got to want to decide you want to be, you know, in a healthy lifestyle. Right. And, and we talked and about this last week on the show because <clears throat> he um, oh, yeah. had said the same thing where, you know, if, if you're not committed, like don't waste either one of our that's time. That's right. He's like, don't even talk money. to me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and so, but understood. And that's the whole thing. It, 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 but that's everything in life. You know, if, if you're not in it and you're not going to change your mindset, then, you know, there's no, um, you know, there's no magic potion. Uh, anywhere unfortunately I wish that there was but um, you know it is what it is but I, I do want to thank you so much for making the trip thank here you. for yes. your so presence I, I think that we definitely gave people some hopefully the airwaves are all like you know loved up right now I think so yeah <laughs> I think we got some positivity out there into the universe and mm-hmm. all loved up and we got spirals of love going on here so we got much just love just rewind there's a couple of you know I threw a couple X, out we, there yeah, yeah he read some stuff in there and yeah you can always I will always um post on uh on on iTunes and I will post on Podbean and I will post on Mixcloud so you can always hear the recorded version if for any reason you missed it. If you guys think that the show tonight was of value, um, we would love for you to share the show and maybe if there's someone out there that we touched on some things that might help, uh, we would love for you to do that. Absolutely. And share and I thank you. And I just want to remind you guys that we have a great lineup on MiamiMikeRadio.com. Mondays we have um, DJ Luke at 1. 
Uh, we have Paulie, the Portuguese prince, at 6 p.m. Rob Mush is the first Monday of every month. Tuesdays, DJ Simply Nice Steve is on at 1. And then, of course, Real Talk with Karen Stacy at 8 p.m. Wednesdays is a loyal listener show with Hamilton Czar and Maymay. Thursdays, I think this week, um, the throwback uh, with Gino Caffarelli is going to be, I think, live um, at the St. Gennaro's. So that should nice. be really freaking cool. Mm -hmm. um, then we have the, the traffic jam with Michael Anthony at 4 and then Frankie Mags at 8. Fridays, we have um, DJ Simply Nice and then we have Tony Sanapi at 10 p.m. with Friday Night Sessions. This Thursday night is Tony's birthday celebration. It is going to be at Giganti, um, which is in Eastchester. And uh, DJ Surge is going to be there. So they're celebrating Tony's birthday. So anybody that wants to go wish Tony a happy birthday, you got to go check them out at Giganti. Saturdays, we have the Gazi show at 8 p.m. And then we also have uh, my 19th favorite DJ, Anthony Mangini, at 10 and then Sundays, we have Anthony Grimaldi. So uh, we got something for you every day. And uh, I love you guys as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sharing is caring. Thank you for everybody that has commented and we haven't been able to see. Thank you for anybody that has shared the video already. Love you all. Peace, love, and um, what is it? Peace, love, and a little go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> That's <Ooh>. real talk. <laughs> See you later. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.